0: All right, and I get the amazing pleasure of introducing Marilee and Bill Mencer. Come on up, oh, give me your hands. Yeah, I, yeah. This I thought like, we had some wisdom to receive today and that it was the key to unlock some things. And so let's just, let's just open hearts. Yay! Thanks, Chloe. Hi, everybody. How are you all doing this morning? Good, it's so good to be here. The Lord is doing awesome things at our church. <laughs> the chair. <laughs> not sure what, what's, what's happening
1: over there, but yeah, gonna I'm going to try, try
0: again. <laughs> He's going to try again. Um, so we are in a series right now called What is Truth? We've had two awesome weeks already, and today Bill and I get to talk about um, the internal work of truth. and and one of the cool things about truth is that God takes it and just goes deep in our, in our hearts, internally into our emotions, into our lives, and heals in the service, the worship service, and the testimonies have already been talking about that. So I'm excited about what the
1: Lord's going to do this morning. Me too. So have you ever started a book or a movie and it disappoints? The plot just stinks. It doesn't go how you think it should. That happy ending or redeeming quality never really arrives. And after you finish, you feel like, oh, there's a few hours of my life I'll never get back. Have you ever felt like this happened in your life story? Like your own plot flopped, and now you just have to live with the memory of it? I remember a time when I felt like I was stuck with a bad plot line. My plot said God can never forgive me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He forgives and he loves the world. But it doesn't apply to me because I'm uniquely bad. Because I've made the same mistakes before and because I should have known better. Many years ago, that was my situation. I was stuck right there. I felt like I could try to fix the future, but I was just stuck with my past. The cruel reality was I was failing at fixing my future because of my past. You ever felt stuck like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know other people have felt stuck too. Their story was a little different. It might have sounded like uh, being stuck with abandonment because of bad luck. Uh, like they're not smart enough. Like there's something wrong with them. Like they can't connect with God. Like they're worthless and don't have what it takes. So the big idea for today, to get nothing else but this one. Wait for it. The truth changes everything. you have turn that thing on. Alright, every hardship, tragedy, and failure of the past can be totally rewritten. The story can be transformed, it's not too late. Even right now, to make it right, to get resolution and peace, because the truth changes everything. Jesus put it this way in John 8. He said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if you look into the meaning of uh, what Jesus said there, you could say it like this. You could say, true followers live life my way. They have a relationship with me, the truth, and I set them free. Isn't that encouraging? (laughs) And that's that's what we're after when we talk about this What is Truth series is a relationship with Jesus living in life his way and how he taught it and receiving the freedom that he wants to give to us. So good, I'm so excited about that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so before we go any further, I want to just make sure we're all going to go on this journey together. So the next few things I'm going to say is like to gather us all up so we can go on this together. So this transforming truth that we're going to talk about this morning is for each and every one of you each and every one of us here this morning. It's, up, it, and it's actually, um, I believe, what God is up to right now in the church is bringing emotional healing. A lot of pastors and friends that I've talked to even outside of this church, God is doing this work of just healing things that they didn't even know they needed healed from, and it's just been um, amazing, the, the freedom that they're gaining because really we all have wounds and scars from living in an imperfect world with imperfect people so we're gonna have things um pain and wounds and you can just kind of an indicator that there's something going on there um that you need is if your default mode is like fear or your default mode whatever certain situations happen your default mode is anger Or hiding, running away. Or your default mode is pride. Like that is a great indicator of like, oh, there's an area where I need truth, where I need healing to seep in. Um, And so for some people, when we hear this transforming truth to God to do this internal work in us, it's for everybody. um, A a response can be, well, I'm good. (laughs) It's it's not for me. I'm I'm okay. I'm good. And actually, it's interesting, the passage Bill just read to us in John 8, that was the response that the Jews had to believed in him when Jesus said, um, you'll know the truth, the truth will set you free. And they were like offended. What? I'm, I'm a descendant of Abraham. I've never been enslaved to anything. What are you talking about? I don't need this. And um, and Jesus is, is telling them, no, you need this. Freedom is for everyone. And... Um, and so, so that is, is good for us to hear this morning too. Also, um, another common response could be to a message like this would be, well, you know, that's in my past. Why dredge that up again? You know, I, I, I left that behind. That was so many years ago. And to that I would say, you know what, if you've already dealt with a wound from the past, awesome. If you've already received healing, that's great. I'm not saying, you have to rehash it every week for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying be open. Don't close anything off to Jesus. Be open that if he wants to bring something up to give you more healing, to layer on more truth, to give you um, you know, just more awareness of, of what he's up to and, and what he's doing in you, let him do that. Just be open to him speaking into your life. Um there might be an area where there's still a live functioning that we're not even aware of. So we can just trust him and stay open to that. So our first step is to just acknowledge, like, yeah, I do need this, God, I do need you to transform me with truth. And it's okay if you don't know what the area is. That's that's not important. Because some of you might know exactly an area where there's pain, and others might be like, Well, I don't know, I'm fine. Or I just You know, I'm not aware of of what it might be. That's okay. The point is just offering your heart to God and letting him speak to you to show you. And if we don't pursue this, or if we stay closed off to this, we'll actually, we're going to remain wounded. And that's just not what God the Father would want. He is all about freedom and complete healing, like we've been thinking about this morning. I think about it like this. Like, um... Let's all just pretend we have a five-year-old. We have a child, okay? Maybe some of you do have a five-year-old. Well, let's all pretend we have a child, let's just say like five years old, and we come across them and they have fallen, they're wounded, they're dirty, they're bleeding, and you are a loving parent. And you, what are you gonna do? You are going to grab them. You're going to run right over to them, scoop them up, give them comfort. Give them, the immediate thing you're going to give them is security. Mom's here. Dad's here. You're going to be okay. But would you be a loving parent if you just stayed there? You are going to take them through the process. You're going to wash them clean. You're going to give them a bath. You're going to you know, put Band-Aids on their wounds. You're going to talk to them. You know, you're going to get them a drink of water. You're going to see them through till they're fully healed. And so I just feel the good Father's not done with you yet. Some of us, he's scooped us up. He's cradling us in his arms. And we feel we've experienced that initial comfort. We've experienced that initial uh, protection. He's there. Um, But he has more. He wants to give you a good meal. He wants to continue that work in you. And so this is really exciting. So by engaging with this, not only is your future going to be transformed and going to be more free and amazing, but your circle is going to be impacted. Your friends and your family, they're going, because you're going to then foster this environment where freedom reigns, they're going to be encouraged to pursue it. You're going to set that example to them and show them how you're pursuing it and living it. And not just that, but future generations are going to be impacted. Um, And in fact, the future generations are counting on us to get this and to go for this because our freedom is going to propel them forward. So this is just good stuff. This transforming truth is for all of us.
1: Alright, so for the rest of this morning, we're going to talk about three ways that Jesus delivers truth that changes everything. And the first is the Bible. So when Jesus said, abide in my word in the passage that we read, you could translate it, hold to my teaching, or dwell in my instructions, or in the Bill translation, you know, live the way I've shown you. And um, the idea is that we read the Bible again and again and it starts to soak into who we are. We get to know it really well, and it, it gets into the deepest parts of us. Then we have it at our disposal in every situation that life might throw at us. No matter what you're going through or what situation from the past you're now dealing with, you have this Bible in you. The promises of God, His truths about the world and the way it works and who He is, and examples of how He's worked in the lives of others. That's what the Bible can do to deliver truth for us. Hebrews uh, talks about it this way. It says, The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So the Bible is not just words written on a page in your favorite font, large print, small print, NIV, ESV, all of this stuff. You know, nice leather cover with your name on it. It's, that's not what's alive and active, but it's the Word of God in these pages that is alive and active. It can get at the stuff deep inside, the thoughts and intentions of the heart, and actually make a difference in our lives. That's truth that changes everything delivered right to you. When I think about like who really got this idea of how valuable the Bible is, I think of the Psalms. A lot of them are written by David, some by others, but in 119, It says, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. These are the words of somebody who gets it. When when times are dark and I can't see where I'm going, your word is the lamp that lights my way. You know? That's somebody who gets it. You know, I'm gonna delight, like it's my joy to read what you say, to know how you want me to live life and what you say about the world, God. I delight in your statutes. The psalmist really gets it. And I just want to give you an example from today. We, so we know somebody who, um, as a kid, going to bed and it's dark, was scared. Does that happened to anybody here before? You can admit it. You're amongst friends. It happened to me when I was a kid. And what did mom and dad say? You got to go back to bed. It's okay. You know, mom and dad would like to have a little time with each other. You go ahead and go to bed. It's your, way past your bedtime now. Whatever, whatever it was. And so this friend of ours, you know, at that point, in a common situation, really actually kind of made this partnership with fear and said, well, if I stay on alert all the time, if I agree with fear and go, hey, there's dangerous stuff out there, I can watch for it and I can avoid the danger that's trying to get to me. And so this person grew up, you know, fast forward 20, 30, 40 years, whatever, and now they're always on guard to protect themselves and the people they love from danger, always agreeing with fear. Which kind of works to some degree, right? You can you can try to build yourself a pretty safe life, but how do you ever rest? When do you ever get peace? So it comes at a cost. And freedom came for this person through the Bible,
2: <laughs>
1: when the transforming truth of the Word came in, in uh, through the verse in Deuteronomy thirty-one six that says, "Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread. It is the Lord your God who goes with you." He will not leave you or forsake you mm-hmm. and so the word of god spoken right to that situation brought transforming freedom If the lord is with me he won't leave me or forsake me i don't have to be afraid anymore it's possible to read and study and even memorize tons of scripture and miss out on the truth yeah. and um there were people who did this during jesus day when he walked the earth and he, here's what he said to them. He said, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. These are people who actually dedicated their life. This is like the, the PhD Bible scholars, right? They're teaching at college all about the Bible. And Jesus shows up, the guy the Bible's all about, and they didn't recognize him. And he's like, You know the words on the page, but you've missed the actual truth. I'm the truth, and here I am. And so we don't want to be like that. We want to read this Bible. We want to let it soak into us, but we want to be able to apply it to real life, to how we think about the world, how we live in it, and how we relate to others.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a real key uh, to get this transforming truth that we're talking about is read your Bible. We, We go wrong when we stop reading our Bible. We get too busy for it or whatever the reason may be. If you don't have time to sit down and read it, have it play, you know, audio, listen to it while you're getting ready, while you're driving. You have to get the word, the scripture in us because uh, God uses that um, to bring that transforming truth. The second way that we want to talk about that Jesus delivers truth into us is through community. I love this one. So through community, our fellow believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, who have the Holy Spirit living in them, the Holy Spirit speaking out of them, and they encourage us, they remind us, they pick us up when we fall, they remind us of who we are in Christ, they kind of help set us back on the road when we need it, and God put this community in place to help uh, bring that transforming truth to our lives. A couple of verses that talk about that, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10, Two are better than one. You and the person next to you are better than you by yourself. Because the two have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. In Hebrews 10:24, And let us consider how to stir up one another in love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And so we see that the value of meeting together, we're already doing that this morning. You know, the the stars all around. Um, But because when we meet together, we put ourselves in position to be encouraged, to be stirred up, to be loved. And so that is just so valuable. Um, I I was thinking, okay, what's a Bible story where where this really happens? And I'm sure there's a lot, but the first one that came to our minds was the story of Saul. You know, Saul becomes Paul, but it's a great example of the truth changing everything for him through community. Um, For those of you who might not know, you can read his story in the book of Acts. But Saul was a man who hated Christians, and his life's work was to persecute them. Um, but the truth changed everything Jesus appeared to him and um, um, and and but he really experienced the transforming truth through community because remember it was Ananias who was bold enough to come to him pray for him the one who could murder him. <laughs> you know but, but God said to go he's I'm drawing him into the community and so Ananias went prayed for him um his his eyes revealed, Saul could see again. And 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 I forget at what point his name changes to Paul, but he he's starting to be transformed and it's through the community. And then remember it's Barnabas who goes and gets him and 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 really takes him under his wing and, and begins to mentor him. So it's just a beautiful picture. And and Paul is like so next to Jesus, the most influential person in the New Testament probably and You know, it was through community
1: that the Lord really
2: transformed
1: him. Mm -hmm. All right, the third way that Jesus delivers truth is through Rhema. So we're going to talk about that just a little bit. Rhema is a Greek word from the New Testament of the Bible, and it refers to the spoken word of God. So in the beginning, God spoke the universe into existence. We read about him speaking to his people throughout Scripture. And he continues to speak to his people today. That's what we call rhema. Jesus talked about this in uh, John 8 and 10. He said, whoever is of God hears the words of God. And my sheep hear my voice. So there's something really special about receiving a rhema word. You could call it like a now word because it speaks to the situation that you're in, what you're thinking about, what you're dealing with. And the God who spoke life into existence can speak life to you right where you're at. In John 6, Jesus said, It is the Spirit who gives life. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. So we can hear his voice. We're his sheep if you've chosen to follow Jesus. You're his sheep. You can hear his voice, just like Jill talked about earlier. You can learn to do that. And you can receive life-giving truth that changes everything right from the mouth of god
0: yeah so as we were preparing for this we kind of had a good time thinking back through um because we meet with people for i and restoration ministry and pray one-on-one helping people get freedom so thinking back through some stories over the years of where people heard a rhema word a spoken word from the lord that just changed everything for them so that would be fun to share a few with you guys. Um, so there was this one person who felt like they just could not connect with God. That there was a barrier, and they were discouraged about that because they would look around and go, "Oh, look at how they're connecting. They're worshiping. They must really easily connect." And I can't do that. She was just really discouraged. And um, through praying, and the Lord kind of showed that, like, um, her. Her mom growing up was just emotionally unavailable and she never was able to connect with her mom. And so she just didn't, she just had this block in connecting with her, you know, heavenly father. And the, and the Lord just spoke to her and, and began to heal her heart from that and said, uh, connecting with me is as easy as opening your heart. She said, like, oh, that's easy. I can do that. And it was just freedom for her that now she could connect with him. And he just showed her um, how to do that another example um, was um, this girl grew up just uh, feeling like she had to be perfect all the time it's what she felt her parents expected of her and and, and if she wasn't perfect she was shamed for it and um, and so she just felt like she had to be perfect for god too and she just measure up and um, and the Lord spoke to her and just told her that she is loved and he loves her before she does anything and um, and that she is worthy of his love and that she's enough and um, so that's a couple examples, do you have any? Idea?
1: Yeah, I know a guy who was raised by a single mom, the dad wasn't there and just kind of had this underlying sense that like I'm all alone in this world and the rainbow word that really changed his life was that God sees me and knows me and provides comfort for me when I'm hurt. Really, I think Jill's example is the best one of the morning so far. She <laughs> yeah. had a powerful yeah. rhema word at the yeah. time that was really uh, yeah. deep and meaningful. So that's the best example we've said. Thank you, Jill. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Um, so rhema is amazing. You know, these examples kind of point to that. And I just want to add on to the end of this that it's not intended to take the place of Scripture as amazing as it is, and really the way uh, that rhema needs to work is that it lives right between the Bible and community. So it's supported on either side, is a good way to put it. Um, 1 Corinthians 13 talks about how we know in part and we prophesy in part. And so when we talk about prophecy or a rhema word and hearing God's voice, we know in part. Like sometimes we misinterpret what God said. Or we don't quite hear it right. And that's okay, because we're his sheep. We're learning to hear his voice. You know, some of us are farther along that road than others. Wherever you're at, that's okay. If you haven't ever heard his voice, and you're just starting to go for it, and don't be afraid, the Bible and community are there to help and support you in that process of learning to hear his voice. So what that means is that when you hear a rainbow word, you go and find that same truth in Scripture to go, yeah, This is solid biblical truth. I know it's from God. You go to someone in your community that you trust and you go, hey, here's what I heard or here's what I wrote in my journal and I've been thinking about it. Do you feel like this is solid biblical truth I can trust? And they can encourage you in that. Or maybe say, like, I'm having a hard time getting there. You know, how do I hear God's voice better? That's what community is for. And people in this community can help you with that. Wellspring can help you with that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but we want to go after this. Um, As Bill said, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So, um, you know, there's caution uh, to it, but it's so worth being connected and intimate with God, even if if we need some help and get steered sometimes to just have that intimate relationship where we're hearing him. So good. All right, so if we have... um, an awesome good father god who is all about bringing us freedom um i think about kind of the opposite of that that there is a father of lies who is all about bringing destruction Um, he's all about lies where god is all about truth and he's all about um, bringing confusion where god makes a way and, and and liberates us really Um, So I just want to talk about that for a minute, because I want us to be aware that, because what the enemy likes to do is, when we have a tough situation that happens, he often will take those moments to mask his lie, so that when he delivers it to us, it's very believable. So that it's easy for us to take it, and then it can settle into us as... Through. and we end up living our that seed it's a lie but it's believable and so we 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 live our life from that place and it, and it affects how we interact with others it just affects everything about us um i saw this at work uh last week i was um part of the JLK outreach in my group, you know, we're going around talking to people and I was able to connect with this young man, awesome guy. He but he was confused and he, he told me, he was like, well I would say I'm a Christian. Or I was a Christian, but I'm just so confused now. Because you know those people who come to your door and talk him I was assuming he's talking about Jehovah's Witness. He's like and now I now I just don't know. You could just see like he's these lies are coming. He's just confused now, and so you know, I was able to encourage him and talk to him that Jesus is the way and Jesus is God, and, um, and encourage him in that. But I was just like, man, this—these this, lies have affected him. Um, so um, I—I'll share with you. I had a lie masked as truth that settled into me. Um, it was probably—I don't know how old I was, maybe six or seven, it was before I knew how to swim, and so you have heard part of the story before, but I was drowning, and it was it was this really um, crazy experience because it felt like it was a long time, and maybe it wasn't, but to me it felt like an eternity of just jumping with all my might just to get a breath and then go under, and trying to get to the edge, and I couldn't trying to get to the floaty that had flipped off, and I couldn't Trying so hard to get my mom's attention, but I couldn't, and so it's just a struggle, and um, the lie that the enemy put into me um, that the Lord just revealed to me a couple months ago at the women's retreat um, was the lie was I have to try really, really hard, um, but no matter how hard I try, it's not going to be enough. That's pretty believable based on the story I just told you, right? Like that seems like truth. Well, how it played out in my life is that I would work really hard at everything, and I I like hard work. I don't think that would change. But I I never felt like it was enough. There was the struggle. This, there was a striving behind it. Even if things were complete or went well, um, I just still felt that that struggle. Like part of me, that part of me was still drowning. And so um, during the ministry time uh, at the women's retreat, the Lord spoke to that place and said, you're not drowning
2: <laughs> And
0: that part just went still. Like, oh, you're right. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> and, um, and that part of me just went to this place of peace. And he was just speaking the truth to me. You were rescued. I'll always rescue you. It's okay, and this and the and the truth uh, came in and, and changed everything. Oh, so just because something is believable
1: doesn't mean it's
0: true.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't kind of like the interlocking arms thing. <laughs> you know, you know, have to the
0: rest of the sermon <laughs> <like that. laughs>
1: So, the truth changed everything for me when I was stuck. Remember at the beginning I said, I felt like God could never forgive me because I was uniquely flawed. I kept making the same mistakes and I should have known better. I felt like I could try to fix the future, but I was stuck with my past. And the cruel reality was, I was failing at fixing my future because of my past. Well, at just the right time, I encountered Jesus. And the truth changed everything. I was in the middle of a new day worship service feeling bad about my situation and God prompted me with a picture. The picture was Jesus sinning in my place. I was shocked and I told God how wrong that was. You know, Jesus never sinned. Uh, But he spoke the truth that changed my life forever right then. He said, that's how I see it. See, the slow build of truth had been at work in me. The Bible verses I had known for years were in my mind, ready to be downloaded into my heart. The New Day community had been slowly working the truth into me that God is a good Father that loves me. The training I received right here about how to hear God's voice prepared me, and then in a moment, the rhema word of God arrived, unlocked all of that truth in an instant. That's how I see it. God used all three of the delivery methods together to help me know the truth, and the truth set me free. I'm no longer a slave to my past mistakes. Because Jesus set me free. Set me mm-hmm. That's how the truth works. Mm-hmm. That's how God works. And Jesus is truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth changes everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um, so we all have areas in our lives that need to encounter truth like we've been talking about this morning. So I just want to respond, take a moment and allow the Lord to speak truth into each of us this morning. Um, And so, um, I just want you to, we're just going to kind of practice, and, because I want this to just, you know, be something that we engage with and becomes a part of our life, that we leave it open to the Lord to work in us. So this is kind of a little practice, and, and you can take this with you. But I want you to all think of a tough time in your life. Maybe you experienced, like, a major disappointment or a tragedy um, or a scary situation, but whatever, just think of a situation the first thing that pops into your head we'll use Um, so just close your eyes and and just connect with the Lord and um, whatever instance pops into your head first, we'll use that Um, Is Levi here? Can you play some soft uh, keyboard? I need to turn the volume low, though.
1: Okay, so think about your scenario. and
0: I'm going to ask you a couple, we're going to ask the Lord a couple of questions. Everyone do this. Close your eyes. Alright, so I want you to think about the feelings that, how did that experience make you feel? Were you sad, angry, alone? How did you feel? And connect with those feelings for just a minute. And then say, Father. Repeat after me and say, "Father." Father. What did I begin believing from that experience? Was there a lie that was planted in me? from that time What is your truth? to, To see this picture happening In exchange I want you to receive From God the truth That he just showed you Giving up that old Way of thinking That old lie And taking and receiving the truth Okay repeat after me Father, I break agreement with this lie and repent for living my life according to it. I give it up to you now and receive your truth into every part of me. pray for everyone here this morning, Lord, that um, as you spoke to them and took them through that process, Lord, that you would just cause that truth to just go deep inside them and filtrate every part of their being. God, that they would be transformed by the truth and be set free. Thank you that that's what you're up to. You're such a good good father. Exercise was a little hard for you. You didn't really get anything. That's okay. I just wanted to introduce you to it and encourage you. You know, use these questions, and when you're in the you know privacy of your own room with the Lord, you can um, engage with it more. And also, if you started to get something and you almost feel like you're still sort of in the middle of it um, after service, we'll have a ministry team and. Um, Bill and I will join them if you want just some support as
1: you're kind of finishing praying through it. We want to be there for you. Yep, so as we wrap up this morning, that prayer team and ministry team will be available right here. And we have a team called the Raymond team to help you hear a rainbow word from God for you. And then come back next week, Pastor Jimmy will be here to continue the What is Truth series. Otherwise, you can stand up and greet one another. You're dismissed. Have a great Sunday. We love it.
2: Woo!